today on the P-Valley podcast, I have a legend. Um, yes, I am exaggerating, but I am here with Demi, and Demi's tweet actually got the attention of Kid Fury of the Read, one of the biggest black podcasts in existence. And Kid Fury, he went ahead and he retweeted what Demi said, which was, Diamond on P-Valley is what Drake thinks he looks like. Now, in my last episode, or in the episode, depending upon the order of how you listen, my um, interview with Trinity, the stripper, I did bring up this quote, um, or this tweet you already heard. I think it's hilarious, because it is. So I'll just go ahead and start there. How did you feel when Kid Fury retweeted your tweet? I actually either didn't know that or forgot. The latter, which is entirely possible because I have a really bad memory. But um, he has replied to me in regards to Diamond before, and I do remember that. Okay. And it was hilarious. Because he was saying that he's in love with Tyler Wesley, or whatever his name is. And I was like, hmm, yes, you do love light-skinned men. And I think he replied, like, you don't know my life. And I was just like, you like to actually see this. Um, but I do listen to the read. So anytime he actually interacts with me, it's hilarious. Because, like, I feel like I get his jokes. Um, but also I know he's hella introverted. So he barely replies to anything. I'm just like, how did I end up here? He doesn't reply to anything. He, like, literally doesn't. He both, not only does he not reply, but he doesn't tweet. So was that your first interaction with him about Diamond on P-Valley, you said, with the other tweet? Yeah, I think it was. Okay. Um, And I don't remember the last time he's ever replied to anything. Okay. And Demi, she really, she gets into it. She's a super fan from what I can see at least on Twitter, which is why I am so excited to hear from her. So I just want to get into season one. So I know you like Uncle Clifford, which clearly you are not alone. Um, as I said, I, I wanted to know, like, who are some of your favorite characters and why? Um, okay, so definitely Uncle Clifford is my very favorite, and I think about whether or not I'd be watching the show without her there. Okay. Even though I think that the show is definitely a great show about women. Like, it's about women. It's not about the male gaze. It's not about what men have done to women, and they don't ignore what men have done to women and do to women. Okay. But the the women's inner turmoil, like, it's, it's all there. There's stories, the way they relate. It's about that. So I think I would still watch it, but Uncle Clifford really takes it there for me. Okay. Um, and, like, I'm a queer woman. I'm pansexual. A lot of people around me are not binary. And oftentimes queer characters and non-binary characters are not given proper nuance. Okay. And I could just, I could write a thing piece about it, but I'm not going to. <laughs> um, the way that they give Uncle Clifford this space is just, beautiful because she's not and I guess this is kind of getting into my heritage for the writers rather than Uncle Clifford the character but 
she's given the space where, first of all, this is not going to be your neat and pretty, here's a trans character that you can digest. Okay. Like, there are non-binary people who are not what you would call all feminine or not what you would call all masculine. Um, it's, it's hard. It's going to be really hard for since this had people to process her. Like, she's got a beard. Sometimes she wears clothes that people think are masculine, and you're going to be like, well, how are you a woman today? Um, and she's lived her own truth, and she's not, like, she's aware of the parameters. She's aware of the death that's going to turn the face every day. But she also takes a lot of commands, and she is the boss, and she is a mother to these girls. Um, and also, she's just fucking hilarious. She looks great all the time. This is nothing I don't like about Uncle Clifford. She's just a great hero. Like, she's definitely the hero of the show. And I think that that was a great way to write a hero. On my second watch, I realized they introduced her as a hero. Like, when she first comes in, you see her silhouette. You hear her voice. Mm-hmm. You hear her giving a hilarious clip, telling somebody where their place is, which is basically putting them in their place. Um, <laughs> and then she steps into police light, but from, like, a lower angle, and you see, like, basically her from below. Do so you see mm-hmm. how tall she is? you see her breast? And, like... It's just like, oh, this is the hero of the show. And I didn't pick up on that at first because I'm so used to queer people and trans people being on TV and it not being the hero. But Diamond is an example of a man who can actually help sort of restore the balance a little bit when it comes to the masculine and the feminine um, or where women have been shoved down to because mm-hmm. of men. Because he's constantly restoring, like, He's protecting them all the time, and he's adamant about it. But he's very masculine, and sometimes our our allies are queer men who are not very masculine. Or sometimes we don't see masculinity as like anything but a threat. And he's okay. hyper masculine, but also he's using it for good all the time, all the time. Um, and also he's fine, so it's okay. <laughs> I mean, well, when it comes to Diamond, um, which I noted in, I think it's a later episode of the podcast, but um, actually I think it's episode three. But anyways, regardless, Diamond pays Autumn Dust, and I really appreciate that. Um, One of the most obvious, well, the first time he did, did it after he was annoyed with her, for trying to cut the line. And let's be honest, she tried to cut the entire line to the pink because she's not used to people telling her no. So she tries to cut the line. He's not having it, doesn't want her fucking email address. Then he asks Keyshawn if she has a ride. Autumn's ass is standing right there. He doesn't ask Autumn if she needs a ride. He only asks Keyshawn. So he pays her dust again, and then she asks him for a light. He gives her a lighter so she could light her cigarette after she's rocking her blonde wig. Then he walks off. So he's not—he's not trying to get to know her in any way. He wants Keyshawn, and what I loved about that as a viewer is, you know, mainstream media loves to just push that light is right basically like the man can be as dark as he wants to be the woman has to be very fair-skinned she has to be biracial and diamond is fair-skinned but he wants a dark-skinned woman 
And I appreciate that. And I appreciate that he likes Keyshawn so much that he just, he doesn't care about Autumn. Whereas usually you're going to see Autumn being the star on every other show. You're going to see the light skinned girl getting all the attention, the light skinned girl kind of being, you know, put on a pedestal. And I love that diamond. He just, he's like, I don't care that other people like, Autumn, I don't like Autumn. He's not sexualizing Autumn. He's not sexualizing the girls. He's just doing his job, which is really refreshing. And then yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about that. Sorry, I don't want to cut you off. No, you didn't cut me off at all. But as far as Uncle Clifford, what I really enjoy about Uncle Clifford is she is positive. She is upbeat, even when everything is going straight to auction i was gonna say hell but i'll be more accurate auction she says you know what i gotta be fine tonight because she tells little murder i gotta be fine tonight because there's a lot of people depending upon me to be fine and i feel that uncle clifford is used to being single she's used to not having boyfriends relationships bringing um men around her grandma and she's still so positive and upbeat and there's just nothing like sad or depressing about her. And that's not what we see a lot of times. A lot of times if they cast a queer person or a non-binary person, that's their entire storyline. But with uncle Clifford, she manages the club and that's her storyline. And then we're able to just see her love her job, actually fall for someone else but still just keep the positivity. And in this show, they could have easily had people misgender Uncle Clifford at least at one point out of the eight episodes, but it never happened. And, it happened a couple of times. Oh, okay. Sorry. So it's, but it was people <laughs> being deliberate, and okay. they were so in the minority okay. that it was like, okay, here are some realism people are like this. But also, okay. here are some examples of people not tripping over pronouns. And people, like, right down to G- DJ Nevisker being very close. So, Clifford, he's a high school boy. Mm-hmm. Like, they're usually the fucking worst. But even, <laughs> even he is, like, close with her, not afraid to be within, in proximity to her, loves her. And then you have, I think, Ty Del Ruffin calling her a thing, um, or a creature or something like that. And there was... One other person. The guy who was going to give, this is, I don't want to be too spoilery, but there's a guy that comes in in a music way. No, um, you can spoil. Go ahead and spoil. Okay, so the guy coming from out of town to talk to the Oh, yeah. Club, he was like, oh, people don't want, don't know what they want to be. They want to be a nigga or a bitch. And Will yeah, yeah. Murder was in his self-conscious bag. So mm-hmm. um, Mississippi had to jump in and be like, that's my boss, and she's the best. So you can shove it. Um but okay. most people accept her for who she is, which gives me a bit of a fantasy that, you know, probably doesn't exist in Mississippi, but also it's just like this woman doesn't take no shit, but she lets everybody know she's a woman. And most people got in line because she commands that space. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and as you mentioned, Uncle Clifford has a beard. So when you see Uncle Clifford's attire, you are when you see the attire, when you see the makeup, 
when you see the hair and the nails, you're like, of course, there is no beard, <laughs> you know? But Uncle Clifford knows that she has a bad beard. She's like, I'm rocking this beard. And something that I loved so incredibly much is when Uncle Clifford goes to the barber shop in a platinum blonde wig in some short shorts in a white top in heels, full makeup nails, a barber shop where she knows that's where everyone is going to have something to say to her face. And she's like, guess what? I'm not going to tone it down for y'all just because that's what you want. This is what the hell I wanted to wear today. And you're going to see me wearing it. And I was the barber was like, as soon as she came in, he's like, shouldn't you be at the, shouldn't you be at the salon or something? And she was like, literally, I quote, she said, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I was just on her, like, bitch, I see what you're doing. And also I walked into this establishment and I can be here. I love it. And everybody is so crazy about Uncle Clifford. I agree with you. I mean, I I think I would watch the series without Uncle Clifford, but clearly... Uncle Clifford is just, she is crucial. She is necessary. My favorite Uncle Clifford line is her telling that, her telling Autumn that Autumn has do-it-yourself hair, DIY hair. I mean, amazing, flawless. I need to tell somebody that in some way. <laughs> like, nobody, please don't tell me that, but I need um, What do you think will happen with Corbin next season? And I don't even know if you have any guesses, because guess what? I don't have any guesses. I just personally hope that we get to meet Corbin's mom. Um, Interesting. I, for some reason, I just assume she's dead, but I don't know why I think that. <laughs> I mean, it's something that no one else has mentioned. I did mention in, in another episode, she could be dead, of course, but I would love for her to be alive. From my fan perspective, I want her to come in and get the Kyle brothers together. I want her to be a bad bitch. If we were able to meet Uncle Clifford's grandmother, we might be able to meet Corbin's mom, um, I think she could really shake things up. She could she could be dead, but they did not tell us either way. So I'm hoping. That's why I believe she could come in while his face is all still fucked up. So she could really, like, take the brothers to task at this moment. And to all you listeners, yes, I am random, and that's why you have to stick with me. I'm not everybody's cup of tea, but if you listen to me, you will be hearing some random shit, like the following um, do you think that it was strange that no one mentioned that Autumn got the mayor's Escalade all wet by opening the top of his Escalade while it was being washed? I was wondering how she got away with that with a slap on the wrist because um, the mayor mentioned it, but he was just like, this shit better be free. Where it's like, I just got my car, so maybe I just don't know, but I think if they stuck my car that's okay wet, it would be more than just let it dry. I feel like it would be really rude. <laughs> so, and he's a mayor. He's a mayor and he's also an asshole. And so mm-hmm. it was like, okay, this, it it didn't, the, the fact that she wasn't called out for it, it didn't align with his character, but at the same time, I, I don't feel like he really noticed. There are things that don't align, though. I think they, they do that. And I forgive 
I've become more forgiving with showrunners about this because sometimes the plot is more important mm -hmm. um, and you can let certain things go and you're going to have to. But I don't know. There are some things that let go that, that were let go that stood out to me. Um, that's one of them because I think that car is probably sucked, at least in the back seat, maybe. Because <laughs> um, it was a significant amount of water. Her shorts were soaked. <laughs> Um, also, in regards to, like, are we just trying to, are they trying to tell us that she got away with it because she's white? How come he didn't notice her when she showed up at the auction and be like, you're the girl that fucked up my car? <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that! Oh, like, the sunglasses in no, I just didn't um, even think about it. I just felt like he was just, like, not even paying much attention to Autumn. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe he wasn't. That's a good point, though. She did look different, though, in all fairness. Like, she had her glasses on. She looked different. She still had her DIY hair, though. Girl, I mean, I was she just She even saying, had a Ronnie Ho wig that day. You know what? I think he was so mad at Andre. I'm not so sure he was too concerned True. with who was bidding. But Absolutely. you're you're right. You're right. I didn't think about that. Because I think if I were him, I would just be annoyed that, you know, his that he didn't get it. But that's a yeah. good, good point. You could bring, um, I definitely want to hear those on a, uh, at another time, your very unique observations, because um, what did you think about Andre and Autumn bonding over their scars? Okay, I don't understand that scene at all. Okay. It's I, so pointless. Okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, honestly, um, for me, for myself, I don't really, I don't buy the whole heart outside the chest surgery when you're a baby, yet the scar is like 12 inches long, um, and the scar is like a very, very prominent deep scar, even though you're grown, you're super grown, and the, the scar had like, the scar had decades to heal, and yeah, Andre, um, the freaking C-section scar is not tra traumatic, and it definitely doesn't hurt. It's just some skin. Um, but as I, I said in my episode, like, they are so into each other, they will seriously bond over the day of the week. And I don't get it. I don't get it. Why don't you get that they're into each other? Because I'm gay. <laughs> okay. No. Okay. No, no, no. I'm joking. I can't speak for every woman, but I would have been like, if you don't get the fuck away from me right now, like, she ends up flirting with him. How do you go from that, that hyperventilating state to like, oh, actually, I would like to flirt with you. I don't care if you're cute. If you were cute and you came to me like that, absolutely not. Who are you? Why do you have a camera? And then, and then, uh -huh. he shows her photo. He's got pictures of people outside the club. Creepy. One of them <laughs> is somebody vomiting. Why are you photographing that? And she was like, you have a good eye. <laughs> women vomiting? Get this nigga away from me. This is why it happened then, to me on the podcast, y'all. It this doesn't make sense. I don't see why I was insane after finding out he's got pictures of her on his computer. I just don't get it. And then she tells him the wife is lucky. And I'm like, so you're going you to tell a ball-faced lie to this man's face. No, she's not. He was cheating with you. Well, we will get into that on a separate episode because I am a super <laughs> fan of yours. I mean, honestly, I feel that you have to remember 
Um, if we're going to be real, if I'm going to just be unfiltered, I'm sorry, but I think Montavious is very unattractive. Um, I just, I think he is very unattractive. Therefore, therefore, every, uh, like most other men are going to appear to be more attractive than Montavious to Autumn. And I feel that, you know, Andre, he kind of has like an innocence, like an innocent vibe about him, a quiet vibe. He's not trying to show up at the pink the way that Lil Murda showed up at the pink. And so I think he just reminds her of the opposite of someone who's the opposite of Montavious. And also, it's just nice when you're in a new town, basically trying to flee you find someone who seems kind of nice and you gravitate towards that because her whole life is being on a dirty ass mattress in her dirty ass, broken down, (laughs) run down apartment. And here comes this man who might actually like pay for a meal or, you know, put her back out or whatever. I, I personally get it because, you know, with attraction, sometimes it's just there. doesn't really make sense. And he definitely, like, right on the heels of Lil Murda's friend trying to kiss on her neck and acting funny, here comes Andre, who's just being nice. And so I think she definitely wasn't really trying to, like, date him, keep shit going. Uh, you brought up a, a very good point. It was Uncle Clifford who kept having her push up on him. So maybe if she wasn't, if she didn't have to get information from him maybe she would have seen him and just like kept it moving um but i do i i do get their attraction um but at the same time the scars thing in all honesty it's weird but i i do love it i will say that i i really do I love the it question was about i'm so sorry no no That's you definitely you answered the question I love that they bonded over scars because it shows that they will bond over literally anything. They will bond over the fact that they're in the club together. They will bond that they're like, you know, both like the same song. Like it's just, it's corny. And I love it because when you're really attracted to somebody, you will pick something very, very ridiculous and say like, Oh, we have this in common. So, um, what do you think of the phone sex scene between Andre and Autumn? And then what do you think of the phone sex scene between me and my listeners? <laughs> um, the phone sex scene, I know that I was very tempted to skip it in rewatches two and three. Um, uh-huh. Just because, like, I don't, it doesn't, it's not like it's doing anything for me. Okay. Not too much plot development. You could say they had phone sex and I would know. Everything I need to know. But the the semen, Uh I didn't need it. (laughs) I didn't need it. You know what? Very accurate, but didn't need it. You know what? I I appreciate it. I, like I I, I said, um, after my reenactment, I said, how how can I unsee this? How do I unsee this? I appreciate it because I think it was very smart for them to show that Andre finished literally because P Valley is just letting you know. 
it's just that's what it is about this show. This show is not going to ignore the elephant in the room, and this show also is going to let you know that they are willing to push the envelope and they are willing to make certain scenes realistic, whether it's comfortable for the viewer or not. So some things, uh, um, some things in the show make you think, and some things in the show are very realistic. And they're not doing it for our comfort level. Like the colorism, it's not for our comfort level. It's for us to think, like even when Uncle Clifford and Lil Murda had sex for the first time, they didn't have to show the spit. But they were like, okay, they're in Uncle Clifford's office. Lube may not be available. They're going to make their own lube, and we are going to see it. We are going to know about it. And so I'm glad that they showed that Andre came because – it made, as a viewer, it made me very excited because I was like, what else are they going to show? They did not have to do this, as you said. They did not have to show anything. We know he came. We know he busted a nut. <laughs> we did not need to see the nut. And the fact that we saw it, I was like, I cannot wait to see what this show does. And so just like the fact that we see nudity in episode one, it's not about the women. It's not about all them being new. Yeah, that's also fair because shows nudity love to just do complete full frontal back whatever nudity when it comes to women. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's completely one sided. It's completely one sided with nudity um, on in TV and movies, and then even like P Valley is that show too where. I just feel like considering how much we see the men being naked, it's like I expect the titties out with when the girls are having sex, right, based upon what we've seen with the men because that's what they love to do in TV and movies is the woman has on a bra. And I'm like, who's having sex like this? I really would love to know who is having sex with half of their clothes on. But, um but yeah, I hope that you and others enjoyed my reenactment. And oh my God, it was so funny. <laughs> I was like, she's doing this. She's doing this. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I was nervous about sounding like Andre, but I think I did it. I do think I, I dropped my voice low enough. Yeah. <laughs> And he made him sound like a fucking idiot. I, love <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, thank you. yes, yes. I really did make it sound like he was coming. You're right. Like when I listen to it again, I'm like, oh my gosh. And then I have Haley giggling like an idiot at the end. <laughs> you know, P-Valley writers, if you listen to the show, please do some more phone sex scenes so I can reenact them because that gave me life. Do you think that Mercedes was a bitch to Autumn because she's light-skinned? Oh, 100%. And I'm not that mad at her about it. It was like, you watch it like a train wreck, and you're going, ooh, there's there's a wound there. There's There's a chip on that shoulder. But also, like... This shit is real, and a lot of people barely ever talk about colorism, like, actually talk about it, outside from just having their stats and their war. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, I understand that her position is automatically threatened by having this girl here, and 
basically she just doesn't want to have any of that. But she doesn't have the time or the space and maybe even the tools to sit down and say, like, let's talk about the colors and that's in the room. <laughs> like, it's just, no, you're a threat to me. And also, you don't even recognize it. So I'm going to use what I have, which is my strength and my position, and I'm going to talk to you how I want. So I, I wasn't that mad at her for it. Yeah, I mean, I think that... Um... Basically, again, Autumn, throughout the series, she does not really showcase any type of true dancing ability. And so for her to walk in, win the big booty or win the booty battle, um, looking and on top of that, she looks different than everyone else. She's pretty much taller than a lot of the other girls. She's paler than the other girls. Customers will be drawn to her. Um, So I think for Mercedes, it's like she's been grinding for seven years. Here comes this girl who already wins the booty battle, already gets hired. That is so triggering because one person was saying, well, why does Mercedes care? She's about to leave. It doesn't matter. She just doesn't really want Autumn in her face right now. She'd rather just roll out without having to see Autumn come in and get and be favored and get all this favoritism when she's sat there just working the shit out of the freaking pool. So it has to be the subtext. Like it's not necessarily always said, but they, they cast that way for a reason or they set up things a certain way for a reason. So there is the subtext and the support for your mind to go where it's supposed to go. All the other girls in the booty battle were not like him. Mm-hmm. All the girls who already work in the club on a regular basis are on the sidelines watching the battle. Mm-hmm. Mercedes is always on alert and already on alert because of Autumn. Okay. Autumn wins doing next to nothing, even if we don't see the other girl yeah. dance. And what we know is she stood out above all the others who are not light-skinned. Like, it's, it's there. Whether, like, they have the other girl say it or they have Uncle Clifford say it, like, Mercedes notices it because it's noticeable and we can notice it, too. They cast it that way for a reason. Absolutely. So, do you think that Miss Poetic and Shit deserved to win the booty battle based on what we were shown? <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I hadn't thought about it, even though at this point I've watched season one three times because mm-hmm. I wanted to rewatch it before we recorded. Um, I never thought about the fact that we don't even see her do anything. Uh-huh. Like, and I don't picture her as, like, really throwing that ass around in a way that's going to make her win over all the other amateurs. What we do know is that she likes to dance because she danced in that flashback from Montavious, and she told Mercedes that she's dancing because she likes it. Like, because Mercedes like, mm-hmm. you have all this money. Why are you dancing? And she's like, because I like it. So maybe she really has, like, a natural affinity. But I can't picture it on that particular stage during the booty battle that we didn't see it. Okay. <laughs> like, just life and privilege, probably. That's what I think it is, which is um, what I said. And, yeah, I mean, listen, clearly this podcast is not for everybody. I was an entertainment writer. I already know how people come for celebrities or come for, for anybody who puts out any um, piece of creative content, but I hope that I stand alone in just my little observations, even if they are completely random, 
like saying Letitia might be related <laughs> to Autumn. <laughs> but um, with the booty battle, in all fairness, though, we weren't shown what the other girls did in the battle. Oh. But, mm-hmm. however, every time we see Autumn dance on stage or in the back room, she is not really doing anything. And when we see the other girls dancing in the background or the other girls like Mercedes or Mississippi, even Gidget, they're all doing something. They're all, they all have that talent and we just don't see, we don't see it from Autumn. So it has to be the subtext. Like it's not necessarily always said, but they, they cast that way for a reason or they, shut up things a certain way for a reason so there is the subtext and the support for your mind to go where it's supposed to go. All the other girls in the booty battle were not licensed. Mm-hmm. All the girls who already work in the club on a regular basis are on the sidelines watching the battle. Mm-hmm. Mercedes is always on alert and already on alert because of Autumn. Okay. Autumn wins doing next to nothing even if we don't see the other girl yeah. dance. And what we know is she stood out above all the others who are not light-skinned. Like it's it's there, whether, like, they have the other girls say it or they have Uncle Clifford say it, like, Mercedes notices it because it's noticeable and we can notice it, too. They cast it that way for a reason. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on Keyshawn's colorism comment about Corbin? Um, I think it was a hint that we were supposed to maybe get that she might be color-struck in general, especially because that's how Uncle Clifford replied like a, take your coach up at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I wonder if it was supposed to let us know that Corbin is definitely not just white because he kind of looks. <laughs> um, it's funny that you said that. Uh-huh. It might have to do with how she fell in love with Derek. Um, and I don't know if it has anything to do with why she stays with him because at this point she definitely has Stockholm Syndrome. Okay. But, Definitely, she likes the light skin. Yeah, I mean, um, I appreciated Uncle Clifford checking her for that comment. And it does, I think it it tells us so much about what we need to know about Keyshawn. That she's Mm -hmm. beautiful, but she still thinks that being white is superior. And so then she's with somebody white, has two biracial kids with him. And it just all seems to make sense as far as her not having very much confidence in herself. And it's good that they just explicitly brought up colorism in that scene. They're not going to just leave it alone. Whereas a lot of other shows, they would have someone who looks like Corbin or someone who looks like Autumn, and it would never be mentioned in any way. And I love that. You know, P-Valley is going to talk about the elephant in the room. They are not going to dance around it. Um, I appreciated Uncle Clifford checking her for that comment. And it does, I think it it tells us so much about what we need to know about Keyshawn. That she's Mm -hmm. beautiful, but she still thinks that being white is superior. And so then she's with somebody white, has two biracial kids with him. And it just all seems to make sense as far as her not having very much confidence in herself. And it's good that they just explicitly brought up colorism in that scene. They're not going to just leave it alone. Whereas a lot of other shows, they would have someone who looks like Corbin or someone who looks like Autumn, and it would never be mentioned 
in any way. And I love that, you know, P Valley is going to talk about the elephant in the room. They are not going to dance around it. That's all, everyone. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See you next week.